It's snakes after this big. Maybe you can hum the theme song. Won't hold it against you if you get parts wrong. While the memory's not too strong, there's a piece of you from a time long gone. So while these fuzzy warm feelings remain, question we ask is still the same. Is it a treasure or just plain lame? Is this still good? Hello and welcome to this episode of Is This Still Good? A podcast about removing nostalgia goggles and revisiting childhood treasures. Today, I'm Gavin Murray, unlike yesterday. We're all different people every day. And with me, I've got... Oh, I'm Sage Builderback. There you are. Yeah, that's me. And... Seamus Builderback. I'm supposed to say say my my own name. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, we were going to get to you eventually. Um, (laughs) You jumped the line. Fuck. We're going to have to redo this, but, you know, it's okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Seamus. Should I just start Uh, eating carrots? I'm sorry. Oh, God. What did you bring for us to watch today? Oh, Anaconda. Uh, the 1997 cinematic classic, Anaconda, starring Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube. And did you see this when it came out in 1997? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was and, everywhere in 1997. And you would have been eight, I'm assuming? Eight or nine. Yeah, it was like eight or nine, yeah. It was a, it was a popular one for a sleepover. Do you, you remember really the, fir- Do you remember like the a, first time like you saw it? Like a lullaby. It's a lullaby, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you watch it's it a... and then you're in your PJs and you fall asleep, yeah. It's one of those lullaby films, like a, like a Terrence Malick. Yeah, it's really just it's a calming force in the universe. Really just assures you as a child, helps you go to bed. Also, just, you know, when you're a kid, Ice Cube's the coolest, so. And, and then as an is... adult, Ice Cube is still the coolest, so. Yeah, it's all fine. That is true. He is, uh, he is a different kind of cool now, watching him in this movie and a lot of other stuff in the 90s where he's not... Like straight out of Compton Friday, one of his own projects. Like it is very weird to just see that in the middle of the jungle. <laughs> and it was great. They're just like, and they, they the movie's great for that too, because they're just like, hey, my homegirl from you know South Central, and it's like, great, we've completely established that Ice Cube is is, is just Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, they really it does does just share a universe with real life, where uh, you know Ice Cube's a rapper and also a cameraman for a doc. Yeah. Uh, he didn't wear enough uh, Raiders. He, he, they have him wearing a Dodgers hat at one point, which is just like, I mean, fine, but you know, they should have. <laughs> I would have preferred a Raider. I would have preferred a Raiders cap. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Just have him be full Ice Cube. Yeah, but he's an SC student. Like it's, I don't know. Dodgers, Dodgers fits, I guess. No, no, Dodgers does fit. I think, just... I think Seamus has his own personal convictions about that team in particular. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But so and and Sage, did you did you grow up on this movie too? Uh, grew up's probably a strong thing. I'm trying to remember. Um, I did I did watch a lot of movies as a kid, but my parents uh, were pretty restrictive. Uh, so this movie came out when I was like nine or ten. I don't think I could have seen it. Uh, definitely couldn't have seen it before I was thirteen. My parents didn't really let me watch any any movies before I was thirteen. Any PG thirteen movies, I should say. Um. But I think I saw it like as soon as I could. I remember this one was just on the back where I'm like, "Oh, Anaconda! That seems awesome." It's like I just I just can't wait yeah. until I'm 13 and my parents can let me watch this movie. <laughs> just I'm can't exaggerating. Wait they probably like laxed up at like 11 or something. But uh, I did not see it in theaters. Is the very roundabout thing that I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, yeah, see, I'm, I, I realized... remember liking this movie. Um, it didn't stick out to me as a treasure for better or for worse at the time. Because I could not judge the quality of a movie when I was eleven or sixteen. 
That's the Do best you feel thing qualified it. now? <laughs> I feel more qualified. Sir, I have my own podcast where we talk about if things are good or not. I am as qualified as you can get. Okay. All right. Seamus, you were saying? Oh, I was going to say, I feel like the 11's the best time to judge movies because it's like everything is good, effectively, and then something's bad, and years later you're like, yeah, that really was bad. See, I'm trying to think of anything I thought was bad at 11 that wasn't like literally like, like four three-year-olds. I didn't like U571. The Widowmaker? No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. U571, the no. Widowmaker. No, U571 is U571. Matthew McConaughey is a subway or a submarine captain. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Captain's a subway. This subway's going down. <laughs> I mean, no, no, this isn't the Denzel Washington runaway train movie. God, no, 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 no. No, yeah, he was he's like a submarine captain a or something. But it's it's that's headed directly to the Chrysler building. <laughs> like Quiznos I feel like, like I, opens I feel, up right next door. That's li- like guy okay guys, that's literally the plot to that runaway train movie. It's like, yes, the train was running like straight to like the Chrysler building or like Wrong some, way on a runaway like, track. Yes. It's just is they were driving that train high on cocaine. Oh man. That's a recipe for disaster. That was a behind the scenes thing. As a subway chef, you should know better. Oh, it's a sandwich artist. <laughs> yeah, that's artistry, man. I I meant no disrespect. Please do not write in. What were we talking uh, about? Oh yeah, this movie called Anaconda. Um, I I thought I'd seen this movie. This is just one of those movies that I assumed I had seen at some point and forgotten. Uh, and I don't think I've seen this movie before. <laughs> I I think I was wrong. <laughs> Have you seen any other snake movie that's like came out at about the same time? You you or, know. Like, I, Did you grow up snakeless? I think I grew up like I had a pet snake, but I think the snakes on the silver screen just weren't there in my childhood. Well, you got Indiana Jones. True, Indiana Jones, the man hates snakes. Why'd Why it have to it? be anacondas? <laughs> <laughs> that classic line. Um, I definitely like every time this movie was being described to me, I was thinking about Deep Blue Sea, which is not snakes. But after seeing Anaconda, there is a lot of. Uh, it does feel like they just kind of kept copying and pasting a similar structure. Yeah, no, there are a lot of movies like this that came out at this time, most of which I haven't seen, but I'm aware of like Arachnophobia and Eight-Legged Freaks and right. Deep Blue Sea. And, Eight-Legged Freaks much later, shares but... some cast. That was something I was surprised to see. And I, Eight-Legged Freaks was much later, though. I loved that movie. I remember when that Eight-Legged Freaks is a, is a treasure. Yeah, delightful. Um, arachnophobia, I think I also saw late. Didn't really stick with me as much, mostly because it's just not eight-legged freaks. Um, but not not all the movies can be. Oh, arachnophobia! Wait, with John Goodman? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, dude, arach- arachnophobia is amazing. It's uh... the spiders are so much smaller though. Yeah, but you know, you got Jeff Daniels and just like funny ass John Goodman, and the uh, movie it's uh, Frank Marshall. Which is yeah, yeah. I'm drawing a blank. That here. is is who? <laughs> oh, he's just a he's a film that... producer. He's like one of the founders. Of, he's one of the founders of like uh, he works on all the Spiel, Spielberg movies, like uh, Amblin okay. and oh, stuff. Okay. But he's married to Kathleen Kennedy, who you know is fucking up Star okay. Wars and stuff. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right. Keep your nerd, keep your nerd rage out of the Seamus. 
tell that was very that was uh, no it's okay ever since rise uh rise of the return of the rise of the skywalkers return of the rise of skywalker yeah whatever it was i think the general consensus has been that those movies are bad now and so like i'm not mad i feel i feel validated and vindicated i think enough of them are bad that you've got very valid points exactly like no no no, nobody's calling me crazy for not liking kylo ren anymore (laughs) well speaking of snakes um oh yeah well done you're thinking of smokes i'd actually i feel i feel bad about that that was not deserved but um yeah so i'd never seen this movie so i guess you know i'll kind of lead us through this as best i can because it was a journey you take us on a on a journey into a river (laughs) a heart of darkness type if you will so the movie opens with a paragraph about how not only do pythons squeeze the life out of you and eat you, but they also vomit you up to eat you again. It's which made me pythons, excited because right? I knew that in, was going to come up. <laughs> in case you didn't know what movie you turned on, like it makes it painfully clear right from the beginning. Also, did you just say pythons, Gavin? I, I might do that a lot. Yeah, this Gavin's the... going to fuck up the science behind this movie a no, lot. No, I just, I just, I just want to make sure we're, we're clear. This is a, there's, there's only one snake in this movie, and it is an anaconda. Well, there's there are many of, snakes. There are, there are many snakes in this movie, but there's only one. But we're there's one about. snake. Yeah, there's only um, one that the movie is named after. We open on Danny Trejo, looking pretty svelte. And, you know, looks. I'm just not used to seeing him like uh, that healthy looking. I guess is what I would call it. <laughs> it's weird because he's like young, but he still looks like he's in his fifties. Yeah. But this is like, what's Danny Trejo's star power at this point? Like, this is post Desperado. He he's was been in, like some. Yeah, he was credited, stuff. like in the opening titles, so I knew he was coming. Um, but anyway, we see Danny Trejo um, looking real paranoid, and then the ground beneath him jumps up at him and he watches nails like fly in front of his vision in slow motion. I mean, that shot's pretty great. And then he climbs a ladder shooting back at the camera, which is pretty fun. And then we get this beautiful kind of like, uh, Titanic esque, uh, I'm on the edge of the world or whatever that line is. King of the world. Um, but instead he shoots himself in the head. I am the hollow King. I believe that's the, that's the quote from Titanic oh I, I had that way off then uh but this is also like the first time we get snake vision which i was very excited about that i'm just like oh okay so this is like post halloween and we're just gonna have a bunch of snake vision in this movie um, i'm down and from there we meet j-lo and ice cube chilling on a boat yeah i i i truly love that opening scene i think the opening sequence and the ending sequence of this movie are phenomenal like, in my notes, normally, I'm just writing down all the goofy things and all the things I roll my eyes out. And this time, I just wrote down, like, every time I thought there was a genuinely good piece of filmmaking. It's a short list, but it exists. <laughs> there's some great stuff in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there's some I... very fun stuff that I like for different reasons. But there's some good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, I told you, it's a, it's a gem. It's a gem. This is a gem of a film. Well, did you guys did you guys remember that Daniel Trejo was in this movie? No, of course not. <laughs> okay, no. just just checking. I, you know, again, like I, I don't I remember. No, I hadn't seen this. Um, so let me roll. I only into... remembered three people in this movie. 
Did you remember Mateo? Uh, four, actually. No, I didn't. I did. I, I did. I assumed there was a captain, I, and I have I have thoughts on Mateo. And then <laughs> I thought it was Mateo Mola for having it. Uh, you say what, are, what are my thoughts on my t- what yeah, are my thoughts on please. Captain Mateo? Let's talk. Tell us about the Jeffy <laughs> with his his thick Colombian accent from a from a Cuban uh, actor in the middle of Brazil. <laughs> I have a lot to say about the geography of this movie. <laughs> I mean, I just have a lot It'll to say about us. this movie in general, really. So talk about Mateo. Start saying. Okay, so my my thing about Mateo is that because he, he's he's so obviously your first first death character, but then they also do a good job of kind of making Owen Wilson such a shithead that he seems like he's the first death character. Mm-hmm. Then Mateo Whatever, just dies. Right? Kind of just to like it doesn't further anything. He's just dead, and it's the way they reveal that like yeah. Uh, it's, John Boyd was in cahoots. Yeah, well, and it also reveals John Boyd was in cahoots with Danny Trejo and Mateo to find the snake. But Mateo... And at this point, we are out of brown people in this movie. <laughs> yeah. No, the only well, place in Brazil. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> um, no, oh, sorry. So... They've, got the, they've got the one Latin captain and Danny Trejo's dispatch in the first scene. So already your Mexican and Cuban actors have been dispatched from the jungle. <laughs> Well, the other thing about Mateo is that he feels like um, if this was like adapted from a book or something into a TV show, Mateo feels like a filler episode character. Like Mateo's there just to get like, like in The Walking Dead, they threw in like random characters who would just be like, yeah, we'll just give him an episode and then we'll kill him like in two, you know, just. So you're saying he's snake fodder. Exactly. But if you put on this red shirt and check this barn. But so it's I like mean, he just feels like an afterthought to the movie too. Though. Like they were just like, eh, let's do like a, let's do like a first kill before we kill Owen Wilson. It does feel like if they needed to cut a character, he would be gone. Like, exactly. Like he's so uninvolved <clears throat> in the majority of the movie. Also, he's like the captain yeah. of the boat in the second that uh, was it Syrah or whatever John Voight shows up. Immediately, he's like, Mateo, go fucking go that way, and everyone's like, Yeah, yeah. do what he said, Mateo. Do what he says. There are times where they treat him like he's in charge, and there are times where they forget like they exist. I mean, this whole movie takes place on a boat, and it's weird. It's that, clearly like, his not, boat. Not too. every character is in every scene. It also they feels also... like it's Mateo's boat, but at no yeah. point does anybody like go like, "Hey, Mateo, what's you know what's what do you recommend with your boat?" Yeah. It's just he's just there, and like they're constantly Anyone yelling at him. Like every time something boat. is needed. <laughs> For like the first like fifteen minutes of the movie, anytime something's needed, they're like, "Mateo, get this!" And again, it's like you're on his boat. This man is piloting you down the Amazon River, but you're asking him to do like minor things, like scale fish and shit. Right, and later on, they explain how easy it is to drive this boat. So easy that anyone can do it. <laughs> it's like driving a Cadillac. Yeah. They just they just toss the keys to Ice Cube and let him let him figure it out. Granted, like, I wanted to get a scene the where they actually turn that boat around in the river because they just skipped that. And, oh, like, you know, it's got to be like a seven point was, boat I, turn. I, that was what I was. That was like the list of one thing missing from that movie is that because it's, it's the, the only old, problem. It's very. Movie, yeah. It's a very short movie. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, it's and as as you know that there's thirty minutes that is every time they had to do like the seven point turn with this boat. That first off, I. I know it's real, but just the concept of backing up a boat is weird to me somehow. I'd also like to jump in and amends my earlier claim about all the brown people dying, which completely neglected that Jennifer Lopez is in this movie. I, I was waiting to like, see if character. you were going to bring... Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah I kind of was hoping not, you were going to get there. Not my proudest moment. <laughs> it's okay, you know. Anyway, Jennifer Lopez, our, our strong female lead. 
Right. Ice Cube, our, our intrepid cameraman. Uh, we've um, got the dad from Jumanji uh, slash The Hunter. Yes, and then um, fired uh, Marty McFly, Eric Stoltz, the, uh, like, I don't know. I kept forgetting he was in this movie. Yeah. I mean, his hands are still in the movie in a lot of shots. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, Owen Wilson, who I didn't read coded as douchebag immediately. I was just kind of like, oh, I want to ruffle Owen Wilson's hair. I mean, no, he's at first he's just kind of a, he's kind of adorably like you know early Owen Wilson. But the thing was, early Owen Wilson was for, like first guy killed in horror movies. It was Anaconda and then House on Haunted Hill. See, I missed this chapter. That's not of his how career. I think of Owen Wilson. I will say, like everything you're going to say about Owen Wilson, I'm very biased and defensive of because Owen Wilson plays the sound guy doing a documentary in this movie, and in real life, I play a sound guy. <laughs> No, 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 he. It's there's just that it's that one scene where he's kind so of a douche. Mm-hmm. No, there's just the one scene where he's kind of a douche, and it sets him up as like, oh, he's gonna get his comeuppance right here. The rest of the movie, he's, he's a douche. Fine. Yeah. Oh wait, no. Um, his first, I think his first line of the movie though is he's like, "Just me, or does this jungle make you horny?" Yeah. It's uh, it's not his first line, but it's an early line, and I would say it's the it's the best line. Is it just me, or does the jungle make you really, really horny? It's the best Oh, life. no, I think it's the jungle. Right, so it also is Owen Wilson's... <laughs> we can argue. That's is why she we're also here. a... No, 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 I agree with you. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> what, what, is the, what is that woman's uh, job on the documentary crew? She's I, the producer. She's the production manager. Oh, okay. As she introduced her to, but I mean, I'm assuming got something like that that's also scripted. It's kind of, I mean, you know, you've worked on a lot of documentaries. There are crews of, of five or six, and there's kind of the person whose title right. is producer, but they have to do eight things. Right. Yeah, and that's definitely how she's kind of coded. Yeah. And that's a uh, Carrie Wur, Wur her Wur from Eight Legged Freaks, oh, and and, right. and later seasons of Sliders. Ooh, bringing it back to Sliders. We're going to try yeah, to drop in sliders on every You can't episode. start talking about stuff from the 90s and not randomly have it come back to sliders. Like, sliders well, so, is... So far, that's what's happening. See, I still haven't seen sliders, sliders either, so I, oh, I'm, yes, I'm out. Well. But, if you uh, haven't watched sliders, stop what you're doing. Watch sliders, then watch Anaconda. But like, All right, guys, I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, see you at exactly four seasons? How, how many seasons uh, of sliders are there? Okay, so Welcome technically back it's... To slider talk. Technically, it's six, but like, there's the debate that you. Well, okay, you know how there's shows that you're just kind of like, yeah, don't watch, like, don't watch season nine of Scrubs, the one where they're in like the hot, like the the school sliders, uh, because they let's see what do they do? They lose John Ray's Davies. They lose. So Carrie Wurr is on sliders because she replaces the first girl that they had, who was like the love interest, but like she replaces her like three seasons in, I think. Because they basically didn't like the actress. So they write her character out by like getting like trapped in another like in like a hell dimension and they just never mention her again. It's one way to go out. That, I is, and then, that is cold. That yeah. Is and then they were like Mandyville. And then after they, like, John Rice Davies left, they, Jerry O'Connell was like, I kind of want to go do other shit because I'm like hot and I think I'm a good actor. We now know I'm going to go truth. be a dude. Where's my car? Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> He's going to go, his role, I mean, Jerry O'Connell's career now, he started as the fat kid in Stand By Me, and his role was just to be, like, the funny fat kid in Stand By Me. Now his role is just to be, like, the second hottest guy in a movie. Like, <laughs> if, he, if he's not the main character, he's going to be, like, he's going to show up and just be very attractive, funny guy. Like, uh, 
can't hardly like was it can't hardly wait the party movie where he shows up with his brother and they're just doing like pull-ups and i love that movie that's that a great movie, movie. great there's so <laughs> many people so much going on i, I could never it's hard to separate the individual moments from can't hardly wait and 10 things i hate about you and like the two or three other good ones at that time yeah, there's I'm, a bu- I'm down to pull out Get Over It at some point, and we'll do an episode on that. Is Get Over It the one with... Um, ben Foster. Ben Foster. Oh, not man. The one where Get Over It was the... good. Yeah. That, like, the whole movie is Midsummer's Night Dream. Like, it's yeah. probably that... a gem, or possibly it's it's not good. But that's why we're here. <laughs> well, the, there's that. Then there's uh, Love Don't Cost a Thing, which is also Can't Buy Me Love. Uh, then you had well, she's she's all that ten things I hate about you, which is does one of those have Jennifer other... Lopez in it? Oh, man, I feel like Jennifer love Lopez. don't cost a thing. No, she did a song. No, love don't cost a thing okay. is Nick. <laughs> love don't cost a thing is Nick Cannon. That's like two thousand. Okay. <laughs> and then can't oh, buy man. me love was uh, Doctor Pretty or whatever from uh, Grey's Anatomy. I miss so much in my cabin. Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> Apparently, I missed a lot too, but uh, <laughs> I don't have that excuse. We miss we miss different things. Anyway, Anaconda. Yeah, yeah. So um, the thing about Anaconda is uh, Anaconda. Well, I was talking about Carrie War because she's uh, the production assistant or production manager or something like that. She is production. She is the whole production yeah, department. The I think department. it's very convenient with that crew is that they're like a, what is it like a six person crew and uh, four of them are dating and two of them just are unknowingly going to be best friends by the end of the movie. Yeah. Everyone on that boat is trying to fuck each other. <laughs> I mean, there's something unreal. about the jungle, you know? It just makes you horny. Yeah. You know, I've worked on a, on a lot of uh, a dock stuff, and that rarely happens. I mean, I work for <laughs> Vice a lot, and you'd think if that was going to happen anywhere. <laughs> I've heard the rumors. Set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nah, they've, they've cleaned their act up, unfortunately. <laughs> is, that, is that really how we want to frame it, unfortunately? Yeah, let's... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, Keep hiring me, Vice. Don't, don't look up this podcast. <laughs> You're great. You're my favorite client. Well, so anyway, we're off uh, with the dad from Jumanji um, and J-Lo directing this documentary uh, out on a boat. Because they're hunting for the tribe in the mists, or whatever they're called. Let's try to, let's just I mean, agree I that we're that. not going to try to say the name of the tribe. Like, I think <laughs> we know I we're going to butcher it. Let's place. not try. And I don't remember <laughs> um, it in the first place. And early on, we're treated to the dangers of the jungle, which include very placid panthers that just kind of hang out and get attacked by giant snakes. Would you while... say they're like lake placid panthers or like what type of placid panthers? <laughs> Apparently there was a crossover later where what? Lake Placid fought Anaconda. Lake Placid Conda? Lake yep. Placid, like, Wait, like, like the, the Lake whole Placid lake? Al- Alligator? <laughs> I mean, that is the title. The title of the movie is Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't look on any further. But anyway, we're treated to probably the worst of the fight scenes. Uh, where, like, an animatronic panther just has a snake lock onto it, and then it looks like the cameraman kind of just shook around and shimmied for a little while. <laughs> You've clearly I never was, tussled with an anaconda. I was. Yes, I mean, that's mostly true. <laughs> I've got I've got jungle stories to share with you guys at some point. I've got my own like snake stories. Where you Everybody wrestled an anaconda and then lit it on fire, and then well, we're chased by a flaming anaconda. No, nothing like that. This is uh, like so. There are um, 
anacondas are are much smaller than you see in this spoiler alert for life some I of them come across like the legendary one that you have to unlock and like do a couple quests before you can hunt the legendary gotta blow up the i'm right not there dam. at that point in my life um but like i went to venezuela with my parents like nine or ten years ago and we did a kayak trip up the orinoco for almost a week uh, mom got sick and got helicopters out, but dad and I kept going with, with the rest of the uh, team. And at some point, I was asking, I was asking uh, our tour if, guide uh, if it was safe to swim in the water. And he goes, yeah, of course. So we jump in the water, and he goes, I mean, there's anacondas. <laughs> Which Did he is, also uh, have it's a John Voight's accent? I liked it. <laughs> And then uh, John Voight showed up and, like, things turned to shit. That's my Venezuela story. I don't know what it is. John Voight is a uh, king of the bad times on a river movie, though. I, wait, are there more John Voight is a dick on a river movies? Well, he's not really a dick on it. It's just, you know, their friend gets killed by hillbillies. Delivering. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Which I also bing, haven't bing, seen. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, man, Gavin, how are we friends? How are we friends? <laughs> Uh, I have other good qualities. Just don't list them out <laughs> loud, you know. We don't need to spend time on this. We can move on. He's very good at falling asleep during movies. <laughs> dude, dude, dude is a dude is a snoozer during movies. Anyway, <laughs> I watched this in the morning though, and I was entirely awake. Oh, good. Get that I, went, coffee going. I went and saw the the new Godzilla, like the the remake Godzilla with Gavin. He fell asleep like twenty minutes into it. Woke up about <laughs> half an hour before it ended, and said, "He said, I don't know. It felt kind of short." Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like my 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 criticisms are valid, um, but we'll move on. Also, what happened to Brian Cranston? <laughs> uh, he got killed in a room while making eye contact with his son. Right? I mean, okay, so you he, made it to that part. Yeah, he, he like fell. He like falls off a bridge. There are parts of that movie where it's beneficial to be asleep, but uh, that's that's for the second viewing when you know where it is. Yeah, like you don't get to just all right. We'll, we'll, we'll sleep shame you on other podcasts. Yes. Clearly. Uh, so anyway, we're just drifting along. We run into John Voight hanging out uh, on a boat. Looking very laissez-faire about, you know. And then, like, there's a, a thrilling jump from uh, boat to boat. And we're introduced to John Voight and his particular accent. Um, <laughs> Which is uh, geography time. I, I thought he sounded like he comes from Tommy's planet. He's like the Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, he claim, only... okay. He, he claims he's like Portuguese. I think is what he no, says. No, he's from Paraguay. Paraguay. Like, there's not. I don't, I only know a little bit about Paraguay because it's one of those incredibly poor countries that like I've met two people from Paraguay, and I've almost been to the border of Argentina with Paraguay, and still have only met two people in my life from Paraguay. Uh, so I have a hunch that uh, they hired him to be from Argentina, and the accent wasn't just quite there, so they made it Paraguay. (laughs) So Just because it's a more mysterious sounding... Well, it's also an unidentifiable accent, so it's really covering your tracks. I think... Which uh, seems unnecessary in a movie that takes place in Brazil where everyone's still just speaking Spanish. (laughs) Like, I don't think there's any Portuguese in this movie. (laughs) Well, I think I think Gavin, you were about to you were about to get on it, and I, I think that it's the thing I can't shake is it's just the way he looks and the way he acts and everything about the voice. This feels like this was the best role Tommy Wiseau could have had. Oh my yeah. god! I no, it, it's it's exactly that in between New Orleans and Transylvania. But like, feel this is also him, like you know? 
I don't want to like I don't want to call it good because it is good, but it like you know just I don't want to just outright say it, but like this is like if Tommy Wiseau was a good actor. <laughs> yeah. This this is this is the peak of his acting ability. I feel. I mean, like, I love. It's a, it's a, a bad it's a bad John Voight performance. <laughs> like the the peak Tommy Wiseau well, up. is a is a bad Paraguayan John Voight. <laughs> I think that's 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 what I'm trying to say about Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, but it is. I mean, one of the things I remember in Anaconda was uh, someone, one of my friends, uh, was was trying to show up himself and just shit on his Paraguayan accent as if he knew what he's talking about. And I want to say that my friend also did the same thing for Blood Diamonds with Leonardo DiCaprio, just saying that he's doing a terrible South African accent, which isn't true because. DiCaprio is not South African in that movie. He is from Rhodesia, which is a similar but totally different accent. So your friend knows how to have a good time. Uh, My friend's a dick. We don't talk anymore. (laughs) What do you think of Dijman Hansu's accent? That was pretty fake. Is that how you say that name? Dijman Hansu? Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah. no, I know. I like it. Uh, His accent? I assume it's fine. (laughs) Wait, who's who's he playing Anaconda? I'm confused. What what country does Blood Diamond take place in? Because it's so pan-African. That's but it good... must take place at an actual actual place. All right, write, write in. It, write in to say We're not going to look it up. Still good, bud, um, at gmail.com. Yeah. So okay, back to Anaconda. Moving, <laughs> moving along the waters. Yeah, we should probably actually have an email address at some point that we should we point people to. Do we? Yeah, stillgoodpod at gmail.com. Oh, okay, we great. set it up. I don't think I did. Ah, well, we'll get on Sierra it. Leone. Retracting. <laughs> Blood Diamond takes place in Sierra Leone. Oh, okay. Now we can talk about Anaconda with that burning mystery out of the way. Okay, I mean, this is so, going to bug me for days. We're floating along the river, our intrepid group of travelers. Uh, when they happen along uh, a boat that might have fuel in it. Wait, yeah, why, they just like lost all their fuel for some they reason? They lost all their fuel during an Anaconda attack. Oh, they blew up the dam. That's right. Yeah, they blew up the dam, and that uh, resulted in a bunch of sp- uh, snakes raining on everybody. And then um, a lot of I'm, fuel dropped it, over, the, unless the it was fuel, some sort of sabotage. Yeah, everything but like one tank of the fuel fell off the boat. Because is, yeah. is 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 uh, is is our blonde guy like already? Yeah, he got, 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 oh, he, got the, right. he got the wasp in the mask or whatever. I was so confused by that because, like, so yeah, he jumps into the water after they get attached to a tree. And that's when and they, they explain Bo- the, 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 there's a fish that'll like go up your urethra and explode and like they have to just cut your dick off to get it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like, you just got to cut it out. And then John Voight's like the king of just giving a look at the end of any sort of description of horrible, uh, beastly. He just like looks at JLo and he goes, hmm? well, and then, wanna... the, and then the thing is, is then like, you know, not even like two minutes later. Uh, Eric Stoltz is in the water and he gets like it looks like he's getting attacked by something and so I don't think I'm alone in being like oh he got the penis fish he's getting that penis fish he's get he's gonna, we're gonna have to, we're Those gonna barbs. watch Eric we're gonna watch Eric Stoltz get castrated in this movie like, I, I thought it was gonna crawl to his throat see I assumed yeah. it was an anaconda and they were just much smaller than I thought and the movie yeah. was gonna be kind of disappointing anacondita <laughs> anacondas uh, but they're not I want to quickly ask yes. Or, like, they've got, like, Medusa stairs or something. There's a lot of interesting ways this could have gone. They're in a mystical jungle. And it's almost disappointing that it's just a giant anaconda. I, yeah, I, I was not disappointed. But, it's, okay. but it, it, is made, it isn't really made very clear. But I think it's implied that uh, 
that uh, John Boyd like sabotaged it, but he, there's like a wasp in his throat or something, and so he gives him like tra- tracheotomy to like save his life. Right. Thus so, proving an essential and really the only person capable of surviving this jungle, uh, but also really setting up the fact that like he's making sure they all rely on him. He's slowly removing anyone of competence uh, from the boat. So since Eric Stoltz is about to disappear from the movie for for quite a while, I want to quickly ask, since three of us saw this movie, one of you can help me with this little game I like to call, what what is his job? Because <laughs> I'm very unclear on what Eric Stoltz's role is in this movie. Um, or you mean in the movie? I think professor in the movie. And also, yeah. like, in the I'm movie, not, I mean, he's an I'm actor. I'm not sure about his performance because I'm not sure what he's doing. He's the actor, but he's, well, he's an actor. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, like, just in regards to like his job within the movie. I mean, he's an actor in the movie. He is. Yeah. Are you sure? A- no, I mean, like, yeah, Eric Stoltz is an actor, and he acts in Anaconda. I'm, I'm not. Uh, let's, let's, oh, let's never move on. I, <laughs> okay. I was going too deep. You went past uh, me because I. No, uh, he. Not what I, I was think, asking at all. Because <laughs> know that. I think it's like his show. Like he is the creative mind behind it or but like, was he also the professor at sc like how does he and j-lo know each other through this movie shoot no they they it... definitely I... knew each other before yeah i'd assumed they'd worked together yeah well um, i think that, i think this this seems like it's a recurring nature program oh uh, maybe i don't know well at the very least like she's a documentary director he's a documentary no because this is like her big break right that, that is that is a plot point so we got to keep doing this because this is my big break. He liked okay. the shorts that I made. Well, that, that's the British. The that's guy. the dad He's from the Jumanji producer. liked her shorts. Mm, uh, this Eric Stoltz okay. in this, I think, is they're going to research this specific tribe, and he's like the yeah. guy who knows about the tribe, so they brought him along. Okay, and they just know each other. Yeah, he's just he is a professor. Reason. He's a professor, possibly from the SC. Okay, they knew each other before because they used to bone. Like, yeah, no, I think that's, pretty that's what clear. I'm trying to get at is like this movie is glossing over that clearly at some point a student was was banging her professor. <laughs> yeah, they're never they're, 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 they're never very pleasure. explicit like they are boning. It's just very implied like they are boning. <laughs> I don't know. That was not a first kiss on the boat. Well, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, Ice Cube knew from the beginning. So like it seemed like all their history might have been together. Yeah, Ice, like Ice Cube is not he's no Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, he ain't gonna, he ain't going to do it. He ain't going to cross no lines. <laughs> And so, like, you could tell that he's, he's got respect for the professor, which means they have to know the professor from back in the day. Well, it seemed like more that him and J-Lo were super tight, and he's like, oh, really? Him. Okay. I see what you're doing. Steamy nights in the jungle. And she's like, no, I don't miss bu- mix business and pleasure. And, and I think they're lies. making out, like, the next scene. Yeah. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> I think, like, well, within a day time, like, I'm also unclear, like, the timeline of this movie like how many days it takes well because they're right. like we need to get him to a hospital in like 30 hours yeah right well but we're also, also... like we go back up river we've got enough fuel to go back i'm like wait so you're only like like 50 miles from manau this whole time they're also just like oh we just got to get him to like the next the next village and we'll get him to a hospital i'm like i don't feel like i feel like you're pretty deep in the jungle like i don't feel like the next town is gonna have like very great emergency resources right which like manau is the only town in the jungle like it's got an airport it's got a stadium left over from the world cup i think it's like two hundred thousand people in the jungle it's the only city on the amazon so i have to imagine if you've only gone 50 miles from it you can't be 
I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's going to be that far from civilization. Plus, the whole time I'm, they're, they're I'm looking for, sure like... I'm pretty sure John Voight knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but the, then again, the whole time they're looking for this, like, you know, undisturbed you're tribe. Right. When you're right, you're right. 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 We're also glossing over uh, a fantastic early um, Owen Wilson and the PM going out to make out in the in the woods. Great scene. Great scene. <laughs> Which is, like... Well, it, like it's interesting it watching a this... great premise. Yeah. Like, if I can... Uh, Judd in as the sound guy here, like there is a certain amount of like taking that. Um, uh, I don't know why I can't remember what they're called, but those kind of stereophonic uh, recording devices to just. I get, believe like, they're stuff. called spy mics. <laughs> yeah, so you take. I the remember spy seeing mic them the jungle, advertised on early Nickelodeon commercials, and you just get the overwhelming like sound of nature that does, that exists in the jungle, and like there is something romantic about that. I'm glad to uh, know that. I'm glad to hear that the sounds of nature exist in the jungle. Yeah, but like something overwhelming, <laughs> overwhelming is the non-dickish part of that to pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it is. I just watched. I chased um, Anaconda with Torch, uh, which is a movie I am not promoting, but it is a movie that I worked on in Belize, and they snuck it onto Amazon Prime without telling me. Please do not watch it. But it is like is it overwhelming torch? cricket frog sounds at all times. <laughs> and it's very frustrating to filth in the jungle. But what's what's different about when they're making out is they go like, stop. Do you hear that? that Nothing. That's silence. <laughs> and then she tells the sound guy. <laughs> like and I then think we he really, be... really hears the silence. <laughs> yeah, he's he's trained for it. He picks up silence the way that uh, normal men cannot. That's the thing, though. I don't know. I I don't know. Like, because their their crew gets picked apart throughout the course of this movie, as you can you know you could probably guess if you haven't seen it. Um, it doesn't really feel like anybody's job is important. No. Well, it it also seems like no one knows. Like the only the only essential person seems to be J Lo, who I guess is directing it, and Ice Cube because he's the cameraman. Yeah, and I love. I, mean, I, I, I agree with that sentiment. Sound is, sound is disposable. No, I'm not really saying that. No. I, I'm just saying that I don't. I don't really fully believe that Owen Wilson's character was actually like a trained sound guy as much as. Uh, oh, he is not. The, as much as he was I have the girlfriend. To say about this. As much as he was Carrie Wurr's boyfriend. Uh, I mean, yeah, she probably I mean, was in charge of hiring him if she's the production manager. So that makes that's sense. That's true. Uh, there are several scenes in this movie where Owen Wilson is pointing a boob mic, just not where he's supposed to. Like the first, the first um, scene in the movie within a movie, I believe, is just uh, the professor walking along the boat, and uh, Owen Wilson's just like kind of pivoting his boob, and then he just kind of points it away at some point and just looks at it confused. <laughs> oh wow! I don't know. There's a long, there's a long tradition of just boobs not being pointed anywhere near where they're supposed to on a film set. See, that's realism to me because being somebody <laughs> who's been asked to just hold a boom mic on a film set and not know what to do, I saw nothing. I was like, that's were exactly you asked right. to do it on a boat in the jungle for money? No, man, no. That's disappointing. You should probably uh, like hang out with more production managers in a romantic capacity. Yeah, well, I'm gonna give it like just a month really or sleep two. Your way to the I'm top gonna give it a famous. month or two before I pursue that. You know, just just because we're still under quarantine. That's my excuse for this right now. Yeah, uh, great. Now this episode's no longer timeless. <laughs> well, once this is all lifted, we'll all go do an Anaconda movie and get picked oh, apart by John Voight. It'll be great. Yeah, let's. Um, uh, or 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 we'll get Green Inferno'd. <laughs> There's just like a lot of river things that could happen. 
Oh yeah, uh, green, green. Oh, I don't. I, I'd prefer Anaconda over Green Inferno. But if we hire a boat in the jungle, like we gotta make sure we'll have an adventure. Um, yeah, you'll be gotta... the Ice Cube. I'll be the Owen Wilson. Gavin or J Lo or Eric. I want to be Eric Stoltz in this situation. Sheamus is gonna be Eric Stoltz. Yeah, I want to be Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. Like I want to be your J Lo. You guys, you guys can deal with the coolest person in the movie for no reason. Well, I think that's the thing is I want to be Eric Stoltz in this because it's like it's the in terms of a horror movie, this is the best outcome you could possibly have. The very beginning (laughs) of the movie, you get kind of taken out of action. You're unconscious the entire movie, and then you wake up at the end. All the fear. Yeah, like you wake up at the end, and not okay. Like. Most of your staff's dead. That sucks. But the only two people left are your girlfriend and her best friend, who is Ice Cube. So that's awesome. Yeah. And then you find this hidden tribe that nobody else has found, and you still have your cameraman, so it's perfect. Also, you like you saved the day. Yeah. Also, the <laughs> movie, was a moment that I was not expecting. You wake up and you are Deus Ex Eric Stoltz. Sorry, can we also right. just acknowledge Deus that Deus the Stoltz. movie ends with them finding the tribe and then just looking at each other and then going, okay, let's get the film. Let's go. Like, yeah, multiple just, people just, just die. all off. Well, I mean, that is why they're the there. And it's like a good, like, uh, what is it, denouement? I'm sure I said that wrong. It's like... No, no, that sounds right. <laughs> okay. I Double down. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes. But it is just like, it's it's just a collective breath, and it's like a sweet moment. And, like, I felt the other way. Like, I felt casual. Ice Cube comes out and, like, smiles. He's like, I'll grab the camera. And everyone's, like, cheering. It's just like, no, this is... This is still such a big deal because they assumed they would not find this tribe. Yes, a lot of people just got eaten by anacondas, but the whole the whole film, like they're not taking the documentary very seriously. <laughs> they're hanging out on a boat and sometimes they're filming, and it's just like you you when you're working on something like this, you are always you are always ready to go. It is never a fun experience. You almost never get to hook up with a production manager or professor on the boat. <laughs> okay, because of but, pumas, right? Um. Anyway, Wars, just to speak, yeah, so uh, Owen Wilson and the production manager is like hooking up is interrupted by a wild boar uh, and then cemented by John Voight's um, marksmanship, which he then uses to like kill a monkey in front of everybody they need- after spending a lot of time making sure we know how cute those monkeys are. We need yeah. bait. Um, yeah, we why? Need What's bait. your power move? Yeah, how else, how else <laughs> would you fucking show off that you're, you're fucking powerful? Yeah. Well, I don't know, but I, I'm also not the one. I, I just don't spend much of my time going snake fishing, which is what we're well, treated to in abundance. <laughs> which was the fr- that's the first time we get to see the snake too, right? I'm curious. Um, yeah, I spent um, a lot of time like jawsing it and not seeing the snake. Or actually, like, no, Mateo's snapped like a twig. Yeah, uh, we kind of see it when it kills Mateo. Yeah. Also, wait, kind just of it jump- goes around and like, yeah, no, you definitely see it. Can I jump back to when they kill the killing of Mateo? Uh, there's two things from that whole sequence that are really inter- that are really fun to me. One is uh, I, I really appreciate is because uh, they're looking in the the boat for, that was Danny Trejo's at the beginning, and uh, Cerrone's got getting like I think it, it ended up being like the tranquilizer gun or something from the boat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's got this big crate, and uh, oh, and snakeskin, <laughs> and and Ice Cube finds him and he's holding his camera. And in the next scene, they're carrying, he's like, help me with this. And they're carrying the crate out. And as he's handing it down, he says, be careful. It's got my camera in there. And I'm just like, thank you. Thank you for including that one line. Because I would have been so fucking pissed if they just didn't explain. Like, oh, no, I just left the camera on that boat. 
I feel like Ice Cube did a lot of ADR in this movie of just like fixing plot holes. That was like a running thing, it felt like. I think they just wanted to pay one person to come in. I think he's the only person who was willing to come in and do ADR. That is also very possible. The other thing is they give up on Mateo possibly being alive very quickly. And again, I'm pretty sure it's his boat. So they're like, he might be dead. Anyone and yeah, yeah, I think like immediately they're like Ice Cube's like I'm gonna go look for him and then he Kayla's spends like, like five minutes. Someone go help him and then John Boy's like Nah, I'm good <laughs> and everyone's just fine <laughs> with it. They're just like All right, well, cool, we'll move on. We'll let well, Ice Cube go by himself. Now. <laughs> a new Jeffy. <laughs> a new Jeffy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, but yeah, so like we're, we're then we're treated to um. After, like, in the wake of this, like, everyone's kind of freaked out, and Owen Wilson sees a money opportunity. <laughs> because uh, John Voigt's like, hey, let's catch some snakes. And Owen Wilson's just like, you know what? I'm down. Now that we don't no, have a tail. Gavin, you know exactly what he said. Wow. <laughs> He's like, it's like, hey, do, you, do you know how much a live anaconda is? It's like a, mil- it's like a million dollars. He goes, oh, Wow. 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 I can't believe we got Owen Wilson on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. But yeah, so Owen Wilson's now a traitor. Uh, and John Voigt's just like creepily staring at JLo all the time. And now they've got monkeys that they're dragging in the water to catch snakes. And, yeah, that, uh, that's the thing about you, the, you creepy, the, cre- the creepy the creepy JLo staring. Sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Like Wait, he's cre- the, the the creepy J Lo staring is the thing that like the character is already so creepy. We don't need to add another layer of like sexual predator. Like he already sucks. He's already super creepy. Please don't like the the thirsting like looks that he yeah. has for J Lo throughout the it's, whole movie are just like. And then he's it, a lot, uh, it, especially because he gives her the look when he's fucking regurgitated by the anaconda. <laughs> the, the wind, literally like that's like, the, like, the most lasting image what? of the movie is his face when he's regurgitated by the anaconda that is that is what i remember the most i want to quickly talk about that because i am surprised the anaconda's mostly disappeared from the collective conscious because watching this movie i am shocked that the internet is not just flooded with memes of john voight in any scene in anaconda because the way he leers at J-Lo, the way he jumps into the end, gets spit out of that snake, and winks. <laughs> it's amazing. It's the, so the, It's good. the wink. It's the wink. Yeah. I just, yeah, that shit's wild. The, the, the wink has stayed with me forever. I also gotta <laughs> yeah, say... that the- is by... But other than the fact that people are in this movie, and... And there are snakes. What really stuck with me in the like twenty years where I didn't see this movie is that wink at the end. That I will always remember. It. The other thing that's always stuck with me is um, the when he kills her. When he kills the. When he kills Carrie Wurr with his legs. Right. And well, then... that's like so. Let's 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 rewind just a little bit real okay. quick to introduce that. So John Voight has taken over the boat. Uh, Owen Wilson has failed to really be helpful in any respect and has fallen off the boat and died. I think that's kind of, that's kind of how he goes. He gets eaten. No, he gets fucking anaconda. Yeah, but like he just kind of falls off the boat and gets in. Oh, no. He's no, like they, they, it gets, the wraps him around the post and then it t- pulls the post off. Like he right. really gets anaconda. <laughs> like Mateo got like anaconda, but like Owen Wilson gets really anaconda. With a capital A. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then we're treated to John Voight 
uh, pulling power moves on the hunter from Jumanji. I don't know anybody's name except for John Voight, Nolan Wilson, Ice Cube, and J Lo. So Jonathan but Hyde, most of the guests. Jonathan Hyde. It is true. You got most okay. of them. Um, and then they J Lo does like a we get a close up of her putting on lip liner or lipstick. And going to seduce John Voight and cast in all those creepy looks to try and take oh the boat back. Uh, <laughs> um, which does not go well at first when Ice Cube tries to sneak in. John Voight's too sneaky. Um, but thankfully, he gets a golf club to the back of the skull and they have the boat back. And this begins long? what I think is the best relationship in the whole movie. It's the the British guy and Ice Cube. <laughs> I would watch like any sort of buddy comedy with those two. They just, they, they, it's, it's so like, I remember it being such a bigger part, like so much more of the movie than it actually is. But I love like their interactions throughout the whole movie. And then just like this one random moment of like being like, all right, you're okay. You see, yeah, like, I, and then, I, and then I, he most, starts wearing... Most of their time is spent fighting over who gets to play either hip hop or uh, classical music. Yeah. <laughs> And then he also uh, he take he 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 takes on a uh, Ice Cube's bandana at the end. Oh, because he gets to be his generation's Ice Cube. Well, like no, like it's just like toward you know when they're like they're get hitting their final like okay this is it this is the, the waterfall this is where we're gonna try to take the snake down. Oh uh, man, his 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 death is pretty great. It's really great. Yeah, you know what? Also, really like he. Stuck? He goes out yeah, against go the character type. Like he goes out actually trying to like do the he doing the right thing and like yeah. almost in a way of self sacrifice. Yeah, you would really expect him to be like that Owen Wilson role more than anything. Well, I guess he does kind of do that for a while. <laughs> well, and then we're treated to the way John Voight gets free is um, our PM goes to get a revenge kill by slicing John Voight's throat while he's tied up on the boat. Um, and in doing so, manages to not only get upper-handed and murdered for taking too long, uh, gives him a knife, but also allows him to give, like, in his really weird accent, like, that great, don't look in the, eye, the eyes of those you're about to kill. Yeah. <laughs> They'll stay with you forever. Yeah. I would know. <laughs> Chekhov's stare is established right now. <laughs> is that, I mean, oh, that, that comes back, right? Like, that's the... That's one of the one of the. I think that's the, one of the moments I really love. It's the explanation of the wink. <laughs> no, I was just thinking like the anaconda like looks at John Voight so long before he finally dies. It's just like watching the soul leave. As like, oh, that's true. It does do predator. that. I uh God, one basically like it's an hour. Like it's like maybe like forty five minutes of like just kind of being like we're in the jungle. We're in the jungle. Stuff's going to happen. Like, one guy died. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. And then it's very much like, it's just 30 minutes of, like, just like a, for the time, very good snake effects. Uh, honestly, yeah. So, I want to talk a lot about that because I was very impressed with the CGI in this movie. Like, it really um, holds some up. Some of it's, like, from 1999, but, like, it's great for 1999, and, like, it's fine for today. Like, yeah, there's moments where, I like, mean, it's CGI. Well, I just, like, most movies you see something like this, you still are aware it's CGI. There's still moments. So, I mean, like, I do I've feel definitely like... seen recent movies where the CGI is yeah. not any better than Anaconda. No, this is, this is like, above sci-fi original for sure. But, <laughs> well, 
but I'm not even I'm, I'm comparing it to like the actual oh see release. in my mind this is the movie I think that inspired sci-fi original movies this is like this is good this it's but that you had like oh, this Lake Placid sure. was Dante's well, in the next in, decade you got like 50 snake movies produced by sci-fi exactly. I remember watching Boa, Boa versus Python as a kid oh yeah Oh, oh, there's yeah. Python, there's Boa, there's at least four Boa movies, there's Boa versus Python. Don't remember a thing about any of them, but I'm pretty certain I've watched all of them. Honestly, I miss Piranha, sci-fi original Piranha which was like the next thing recommended will, for me by Amazon after this movie. We will talk about Piranaconda. <laughs> My question is, uh, why, we'll do later. why doesn't Sci-Fi Channel have this streaming service that's just its original movies? Because I would watch oh them. God. I would sign up for that. That would get me through quarantine so much. So easy. It's it's <laughs> I would just it's, wake it's, up forty steak movies later, enriched, ready to talk about steaks with strangers. Half of them are just like it's that episode of Twilight Zone that you thought could have stood as its own movie, and this is the proof that you were wrong. <laughs> That's a good uh, tagline for sci-fi. I, well, I, let's just rush through the rest of the deaths real quick. Okay. We're approaching the hour mark. <laughs> um, this movie is a felt eighty minutes, and. <laughs> Like we need to make so we need to make the podcast longer than the movie. I get it. Yeah, so, we, well, we mean, also have to like talk about every jungle movie and every snake movie and any related experiences we might have. Yeah, so. Welcome to our spinoff series uh, and a podcast. And a podcast. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know. John John Voight uh, gets stabbed with the with the he gets the, tranquilizer. The by, yeah. by Eric Stoltz, who w- wakes up after the uh, the British guy dies. Oh, right. Because, uh, right. Well, just to get real quick to that, too. Um, Ice Cube's taught how to drive the boat, like we explained earlier. And then almost by immediately the runs it aground. <laughs> um, and they have to proceed to jump back into the water and uh, tie the winches to try and free the boat. Which everyone knows is a... Like, I mean, the best idea they've got, but it's just like, oh, man, how many people are we going to yeah. lose right here? We'd have to go back in the water. I was like, well, we don't have a choice. <laughs> um, and, you know, that Which goes as you think. if you're playing the Anaconda drinking game is where you drink. <laughs> when they go back so, in the water. They're back in the water. Every time grudgingly has to get in the water. Yeah. One of the and thousands of ways you could die in the jungle. Right. That, so the Anaconda's chasing them, and we're, we proceed to see uh, the hunter from... Jumanji, uh, climb a Sorry, waterfall. Can you just say it again, please? Jumanji. Um, but I like the way you just said it. Jumanji. It's not. It's not Jumanji. 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 Um, and proceed to like get chased up a waterfall by a snake, then swan dive. You think he's gonna like? I don't know. I thought he was gonna hit the pavement hard, but no. He gets midair anaconda. It's so good. He gets and then it, double conda. No, but then yeah, it starts to wrap him up, and the full conda. The tree breaks. Oh, it's so right. great. It's very good. And chaos raining anaconda death upon the boat. Um, it, was, it was a warrior's death. <laughs> exactly. Like that's like I said, yeah. like he starts out as such like a snobby asshole and yeah. it's very slowly like but his man, yeah. Pretty much the second I mean, shit hits the earned. fan, he stops being an asshole, actually. I mean, I gotta be honest, that is one of my favorite monster movie deaths. That's like right up there with like Reign of Fire where Matthew Cotahay just like runs into a dragon. <laughs> Yeah, also, it's, like, they've done the math. There's no way he could jump that far. Well, and it's also, like, one of the most obvious versions of, like, this snake is exactly as fast as this movie needs it to be in any given moment. Because sometimes that snake is so fast, and sometimes it is so slow. <laughs> There's that moment later when uh, J-Lo's running away from the snake before 
Ice Cube nails it with a pickaxe to the ground. He sure does. Oh, yeah. And J-Lo is just, like, consistently running from snake vision, then, like, stopping and looking around for a while, and then running again. And then she, like, climbs up the smokestack, and sometimes the snake is bolted to the ground, sometimes it's not. That scene but, does seem a lot longer than it could be. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it's just like, oh, it's loose, and, like, things keep loosening to I just, give the idea that the snake's getting it closer to its prey, and, like, it just... But it stays, like, exactly them. five feet from yeah, her. Yeah, I was also times. just never convinced that that pickaxe could hold that snake. That snake is no. shown to be well, very strong. Well, it's also chained down to something, right? Yeah, I think he, like, chains like, it up. Okay, yeah. No, it's all... It's all very complicated and, like, just excellent choreography and geography all around. (laughs) Just to set that up, too. Like, we, you know, as we described uh, John Voight getting tranquilizered, and then as he is, like, dumped into the water, we hear another great Ice Cube ADR of, oh, no, the dart fell out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, oh, man, we're going to get some John Voight in this movie again. And sure enough, we do. He, like, hits them both over the head with something while they're trying to be sneaky, looking for fuel. And then they wake up being doused in monkey blood. (laughs) And then he proceeds to tell them they're surrounded by human bone dust, which I I think he says the snake poops out. Oh, I just assume he took the time to grind it up. (laughs) I I was very confused by that, like, aside. (laughs) Oh, see, I think this is kind of like what Joe Exotic was saying about Carol Baskin killing her husband. Was they were like, he's like, everybody thinks that she fed it to the tiger, but he's like, yeah, it would show up in the poop. <laughs> or it wouldn't show up. Or, or I, think, I think it's like, it wouldn't show up in the poop because it's a, it would digest it all. So there's no way you could prove it. Yeah. Anacondas and Joe Exotic. I'm sure he's got one or two. I bet if you look it up, Joe Exotic was in some sort of Anaconda movie. I'm sure yeah. it comes full circle. I'm sure if he ever gets released from jail, he will yeah, star in an Anaconda spinoff. So, so where are we at? Is the, is the Anaconda dead yet? No. No, the Anaconda's giving them the, the double hug. Uh, double John Voight, John Voight swings in on a rope to drop, <laughs> the, <laughs> to drop the snake trap, which quickly goes wrong. Um, <laughs> which treated such a good plan. Yeah. We're treated to ladder Voight, uh, ladder uh, John Voight as he's climbing up really fast. The snake knocks down the ladder, and then we get this wonderful inside the snake shot as oh, it's yes. eating John Voight. That's one of the <laughs> so, notes I wrote down, just like, this is excellent inside snake point of view. Yeah, is delightful. Had to be very then fun we for get... John Voight to film that, too. Yeah. Oh, I think this movie was a blast to film all the way through. <laughs> He's having, him and him, I'd say probably everyone in this movie is having a great time. Yeah. Maybe not J-Lo. <laughs> maybe not there are a lot of questionable there there are a lot of like see-through shirts <laughs> yeah that she, has to wear through this movie. she has to get in the water a lot more than anybody else it feels like when like everyone else is to jump into the lake and then get out and she's just like seems to more often than not just be walking through water well even before this this is a movie where like you were introduced to j-lo and you could definitely see like most of the shape of her breast before she ever says a single word <laughs> Like, yeah. there's a knock on the door, and then she puts on a jacket, and then there's a conversation. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway. But anyways, John Voight. <laughs> yeah, John John Voight now is being puked up in front of J-Lo. He gives his final wink. And uh, 
And then we then we proceeded to watch Ice Cube and J Lo be chased around by the snake, but almost immediately Ice Cube's like, "The snake's going for you!" And then the snake only chases J Lo for the rest of the movie, <laughs> while Ice Cube just hammers it with a pickaxe and like proceeds to throw things at like in its way. See, that, but the, he also finds few lines. And, yeah, he does. yeah. See, this is the thing: is this is a very final boss moment. But it yeah. was a very video game movie scene because it's yeah. very much like you are oh, yeah. J Lo, and so you got to like do all these things. But all your areas are being unlocked by Ice Cube, who is then yelling instructions on like how to defeat it. Yeah, It'd be a very fun co-op mission. Absolutely. And so we're finally treated to like a kind of disappointing, I would say, uh, Ice Cube blows up the snake. Yes. Uh, J Lo escapes. At the last minute, but also takes a really long time to get to that last minute. <laughs> and we're proceeded like to, and then it's like, wow, that now we've got a flaming snake. I wonder if that snake's just going to be on fire. And oh boy, it is. They're being chased around by a flaming snake. Oh, it's yeah. Now, it now is more powerful. <laughs> that snake was great. I love the, uh, <laughs> the nightmare the of final, closeted Midwest um, children everywhere. There's basically a moment where the monster, the classic moment in a monster movie where the hand just comes out of the ground, but it's it said it's a snake through up here. And right. I, I remember reading in the trivia for Anaconda, what is it? During the filming of one scene, the controls for the animatronic Anaconda shorted out, causing it to completely lose control, and they kept some of the footage in the movie. Fairly certain <laughs> it's this sequence, because the head just pops out and then just looks back and forth and like screams for like five seconds. There's some pretty wild able to kill everyone at any moment. Yeah. 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 Do you know the snake got paid more than we did? <laughs> <laughs> they paid that snake like $10 million. Man, that snake, let me tell you, yeah. it malfunctioned one day uh -oh. and like tore up the set. And we was scared of the snake for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wasn't acting? No, it wasn't acting. We thinking like, because we got this computer dude who's trying to run this mechanical snake, yeah. and they didn't have all the bugs out of that thing. So that thing would go haywire and just tear up the set. And now what I like here is also is it bursts out, and it's on fire, and you're like, holy shit. And then Ice Cube out of nowhere is it with an axe, which I'd like to say was there in the establishing shot of the pier. But it is mm -hmm. still very, like, there's no shot of him picking it up or anything. To the point that it's such an out-of-nowhere thing that even the Wikipedia page for Anaconda specifically says, uh, where is it? Somehow, someone's still switching. The Anaconda. Somehow, Danny slams a, spitting, a splitting axe into the snake's head, finally killing it. It literally had to add somehow. It's so out of, out of there. That is the Wikipedia page for this movie. Does not believe that he did it. See that did yeah. not bother me. No, no so it didn't. Bo it didn't bother. It, smashing. it didn't bother me and at all. Also, it was more just something I picked up when I was reading the Wikipedia page for it. I was like, I feel it's very unnecessary that they needed to just be like, I don't know, somehow he fucking kills it with an axe. And I also right. love if anyone would love to remind me of the uh, what does Ice Cube say when he hits the anaconda with the axe? Does anyone anyone remember? Let me check my notes. I do not remember. I don't know what. Oh, oh, he just says, bitch. Oh. And it's the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is the best moment of the movie. And then they limp back to the boat. Eric Stoltz is now alive and well. And he goes, what did I miss? You look terrible. 
and everyone laughs and then <laughs> and they float along and, and the frame freezes <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they realize they're they're being stared at by um the tribe that they were looking for all along john voigt didn't lie he just a... also wanted a snake <laughs> yeah. it's a complicated he just man. misunderstood <laughs> Yeah, there, there's complicated a, the, needs. It's a complicated character. The the have they just didn't understand the boat uh, Amazon ecosystem trade off. He he's gonna catch a snake. You're gonna get your people. Just chill. Yeah, but also he's everybody's gonna, he's, he's also, he's also just gonna you know be responsible for the deaths of like at least two thirds of your crew. But it's okay because you still got your camera guy and he's yeah, there he, ready ready to film after all of that drama. That's just part of documentary work. I mean, now J-Lo has to direct and do sound, uh, which is against union rules. I'm going to say, so. I don't even think they have the sound equipment There's no union anymore. in the jungle. I'm, I'm surprised if they... There's one, no I want to know one thing. How do they have jungle. a power outlet to charge this camera? Oh, it's so fuel. that's... It's like a generator, I'm sure. That's another thing. Is oh, yes. like this, uh, that, that camera they're using is an Aton. It's a great camera, but it is film. And we never see Rostock in this movie. I don't know how much footage they brought along on that boat. I guess you could fit a lot, but yeah. It's Mateo's boat we're talking it's about. pretty yeah, Mateo, wild. Mateo has a pretty, pretty spacious boat. A lot of free space. It's true. And like, that's, you know, they keep throwing bodies off to make room for more, more Rostock. So I guess oh, it's yeah. all good. By the end of the movie, there's plenty of space on the boat. John I think that was really decimated that fuck boat. Yeah. The Rostock was actually what they were using to try to pull the boat out of the out of the rocks it was the winch yeah it was the... <laughs> it just, he rolled up just rolls of film rolls tied of together film. yeah they were yes. filming that oh. whole time he was just he was just reeling it in it's what they used uh, to but yeah fire so <laughs> they float off into the sunset cracking jokes and just having a grand life. old time on their yeah. on their amazon adventure talking about the yeah. south yeah. side <laughs> so um those of you who'd seen this movie before did it live up to your uh, your your memories of it? Yes, I loved that. Would you say? I guess we'll go ahead and get into the, uh, the our review section. Is was it still good? Was it better as a memory, or is this something none of us should ever speak of again? Seamus, go. I actually thought like I mean it was a great memory to me. But like I said, like the you know the standout things were like the the John Voight week after he gets regurgitated by an anaconda and like just generally enjoying Ice Cube in this movie. I was like very excited when i rewatched it. i was like oh fuck this is good this is a good film this is sorry it, <laughs> you would say still good is what i would still say means. i would say still good but like more than held up it was actually it was better than i remembered it being okay sage yeah honestly i'm gonna i'm gonna double down on that um this isn't a movie that i had like a lot of fond memories of i just remembered oh it existed it was fun um, and I want to like specify, good is not a measure of quality. It is a measure of enjoyment, at least right now in this moment. And I reserve the right to change that on future podcasts. <laughs> um, this movie was better than I expected it to be. And I think this is, out of everything that we've recorded so far, this is my first still good. Because it is better than it was as a memory. Wow. Um and this was a movie that I thought I had memory of, but apparently had never seen before. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I had a really good time. Uh, that criteria will always uh, be the most important thing to me is how good of a time I have watching whatever. Um, and yeah, I'm uh, still good. Yeah, this was this was a fun movie. Uh, yeah, I've got nothing really bad to say about it. It was a great time. The effects were definitely a little cheesy, but like they fit the tone of the movie. And if if nothing else, almost added to it. I'm not a huge fan of like the sci-fi original stuff, 
because the effects kind of take me out in like a negative way. But these effects were way more charming than I've seen in a lot of um, those lower budget films, I would say. Well, it's also just, it's only like an hour and 15 minutes. It's kind of just like, right. it's such a perfect, it's such a quick perfect and, amount of time. Exactly. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's fun the whole, and it's just such a quick watch. It's just like, it's such an, it's a, it's a low investment for a really good payoff. Yeah, yeah, the one time I, I paused this movie, there was like 10 minutes left, and I was very surprised. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's only so much you could do when the Anaconda has been revealed, and there's like three crew left. But it's, it's, yeah. a, weird, it's a weird space to, to be in, um, because there are, there are monster movies that I think are better that I like less. <laughs> well, and that's, it's again, like, it is that criteria of like, a monster movie is supposed to be, like, there's different ways it can succeed. But like, no matter what, you want to have a good time. Even if it's going to be a scary movie, it's got to be like a fun, scary movie. Uh, there's very few movies that just succeed on being disgusting or like not a good time. And this movie just excels like full force into being a good time. It sure does. Yeah, I think it's, it's, never, it's, never, it's, never, it's never fully a horror movie. It's never fully an action movie. It's never really anything. It's just kind of a good time. Just a bunch of little bits of different genres you like and yeah. then it's fun it works as a john voight centered romance movie it just works <laughs> any way you you want it to work gavin and seamus how does this compare to other snake movies you may or may not have seen recently well movies that i have not, not i i don't think i've seen very many big snake movies um like Did in my watch another it, snake movie recently Oh, I did. I, I just watched a little bit of Piranaconda. I can't. I mean, it Piranaconda by comparison is like the sweeted version of this movie almost so far in the few minutes I've watched. Like, uh, I don't even like it's not the same ballpark. Well, I think also like the sequels to this movie are like a good majority of, I would say, snake movies. The only and then like or snakes on a plane, which. Honestly, I, I would have the opposite review. I think I enjoyed it when I saw it. It doesn't hold up. It's, I haven't rewatched it, but I remember having it, a good time. I, I, I caught it on yeah. TV like a year or two ago, and it was just like, yeah, that was a movie that happened. It's it was Ooh, it, was that it did never you watch the super fun edited version for TV. Uh, no, it was like it was like on like HBO or something. Oh, okay, so you didn't get like the I didn't get the yeah the, I, the Monday to Friday snakes on this uh, yes. monkey feather plane. <laughs> Yes, this is what happens when you trust a stranger in the Alps. That one. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, how, I don't know. I haven't. I'm, I can't really think. Like I can't really think of any like giant snake movies I've really seen that I have any lasting memory of that aren't. Uh, well, there's two more Anaconda movies. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, I don't even think I've seen the other Anacondas. I definitely saw the sequel, but I don't remember anything about it other than there was a pit of Anacondas at some point because it's Anacondas, um, and they almost right. try to make it like an aliens war movie. <laughs> I mean, as they should. Yeah. Like, this definitely shares so much with Jaws. And um, where I would say, like, this was the kind of Jaws remake that, uh, to Deep Blue Sea's Jurassic Park remake. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. See, this, that's what, that's what you really got really 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 to recommend right there, part. is you need to do a good double feature of Anaconda and Deep Blue Sea. Very complimentary films. Just just I to mean, jump I'm... out before Seamus claims it, because even though it feels like he already did, that was going to be my suggestion of the movie to watch. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, give I mean, you... that would have been a That much was my better... recommendation. 
back the fuck off. Well, another thing that he doesn't want us to watch. (laughs) Another thing we do on this podcast, I guess, is talk about reboots. Uh, Is it? Is this a movie that like you could see being made today? This uh, is being. Oh yeah, let's do reboot time. This is this is being rebooted. This is being what? Correct. This got announced Sony recently. (laughs) Yeah, Sony announced it this year. Uh, It is being made. Okay. Um, Have they casted? Have they like attached behind the Tommy Tommy Wiseau is in the John (laughs) Voight role. God damn it! (laughs) Uh, No, I I think I I mean I didn't read the actual release, but I just saw that they have a script. Can you imagine um, hanging out in the jungle? Because they did film this like outside of Manau on Rio Negro. Um, I, I you assumed imagine most out of this was on stage. For six weeks with Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, no, I'm sure a lot of like the boat stuff's on a stage. And there's but, some like, moments that are look like a lot of this movie's. It's very 90s overlit in certain respects, like especially compared to the way movies look now. Yeah. Like nighttime is as bright as daytime. It's just like blue. <laughs> You know, like that kind of thing. Right. Um, the river scenes were filmed near Manau, and uh, the rest was filmed at the Los Angeles Arboretum. Oh, interesting. Huh. Okay. I assumed some of the river stuff was filmed on a stage. Interesting. Uh, I'm sure some of it. I mean, that's a, that's a one-sentence description of the filming process. I'm sure it's pretty reductive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, what do you guys see... Who do you think? So Sony's producing, but who who do you who would you see as a fun person to direct this, and who you know would take on the certain archetypical roles as established by the nineteen nineties Anaconda? I mean, I right off the bat, um, I'd have to look up the name, but the guy that did uh, Crawl, which is oh, the, like my favorite movie of this yeah. type. Crawl's the Croc, my favorite. The Croc movie, movie? last year, yeah, it's Crawl's delightful, so good. I haven't seen it, and, and it's I like know what I'm watching tonight. I mean, the thing I want to say about that movie is, like, it's as tense as possible when you don't see the crocodiles, and then when the crocodiles are on screen, it's just the most fun you could have. You're like, oh, no, stay away from those crocodiles. They're going to kill you. And then all of a sudden, it's like, get them, crocodiles. Get them. Yeah. It's a real good time. Fun yeah. Um, and for sure, I would cast as the cameraman uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, really? Why not? <laughs> yeah. I, I could see that working. If you're rebooting any movie with Ice Cube... Get the person who played Ice Cube in uh, Straight Outta Compton, who's also his son. And a good actor. Also, the director for Crawl, uh, just to butcher the pronunciation of his name, is Alexander uh, Aha. Ah. Aha. I'm sure he's gotten enough of that, and I regret making that I set you up to fail, so thank you for playing a lot. I gotta say, if, if I if I had to if I had to like cast a dream director for this, uh, this this movie yells Sam Raimi to me. Like I would love to see Sam Raimi take it on. Who produced Crawl? Really? Um, so yeah, he's he's very directly tied to that movie and uh, to that director. Um, yeah, no, hundred percent agree. That would be like uh, he'd be great for any, being any part of this movie. Would be a blast. I just want Sam Raimi to make more horror. Which I think he is doing something. I think he's living, doing it, but like he's doing we'll like a, I ever. I think he's doing a TV show. What the okay. hell is what is Quibi, by the way? Uh, well, uh, glad you ask. A Quibi is a set amount of time, about eight minutes long, by which to measure time. It's a quick bite of entertainment delivered to your phone that you can watch vertical or horizontal. Jesus Christ, that's what's scaring me the most when I this see like commercials for that. It's just like they show something in nine sixteen or widescreen, and it's just like they've got I'm, the center of it cropped. I'm like, I don't know about this. 
it it is intriguing like i mean i want them to hire me so i'm not trying to shit on them but like that is a frightening about quibi it is a frightening direction but it is also a really interesting challenge uh it's only but it's only on your phone i believe it's only on your phone they've got a bunch of amazing use i'm sure you could do it on like tablets and stuff yeah they have a bunch of amazing people like involved in it and like a lot of money behind them but it is it feels like a gamble and i'm not sure about the overall direction of entertainment that they're pushing for is something that like i would worry could dilute some of the things that i think is really beautiful about uh, this age that we're in and like the quality of content we're able to deliver. Well, there's a, there's so. a couple things about Quibi. The first is like, it's um, once they, once they release it for a while, the creators get their own property and that's why they're able to attract all the talent they do, which is nothing to scoff at. Like all yeah, these shows really coming cool. out on Apple plus and Netflix really have nothing on like the, the talent that Quibi is getting. It's, it's insane. Um, but the other part of it and and like it's supposed to release this month it might have already released in april yeah i've been meaning to do that free trial see yeah this, okay see this so it's already there uh quibi is kind of supposed to be on the go like you could even see from all the commercials that it's like people watching it on the metro uh while they're waiting for a bus or anything oh, and like poor timing this is a launch. time where people are not doing that like i have the availability to binge an entire season right now and the focus and attention to watch like the Irishman or other longer movies that a lot of people have put off. Uh, I've got no desire to watch just things in eight minute segments. Oh, see, I still haven't found myself with the time or energy to watch the Irishman said as an <laughs> Irishman with ties to the family. Honestly, for those of you that enjoyed Anaconda, uh, the Irishman's a really good follow up. <laughs> wait, wait, Seamus. I'm, I'm going to let you choose whether to share any of this or not, but you haven't seen The Irishman? Yeah, I have not seen The Irishman. Because okay. uh, there's, uh, there's overlap with uh, my, uh, my, gram- my, de- my grandpa. My grandpa was in The Irish Mob. Um, and uh, was very tied into what this story is talking about. So, uh, But then also, right. the guy who wrote it was a liar. All right. Right, which is, has been established. Like even Scorsese has owned up to that. He just said he just doesn't. It's still a fun story, but I could understand that being kind of a, uh, like turn off. I guess. Yeah, I'm always personally fine with, uh, like based on a true story, is just lying as much as they want. But I guess this is the first instance where there's been any sort of personal relationship with anyone I know. So I guess I can see it from the other side. <laughs> Right. Um, but to bring it back to the casting really quick, who would you see in the J-Lo role? I mean, she just starred in Hustlers and was great. Ana so. de Armas. Constance that? Wu. <laughs> no, Ana de Armas. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Um, She's the uh, girl. Ana is... The girl in yeah. Knives Out. She was the girl, the virtual girlfriend. In it's already Blade from Runner. somewhere in South America, according to that movie. Yes, is actually um, South American. And she's in like a bunch of. She dated Eli Roth for a while, right? So she's she's already in the Green Inferno, isn't that Anna Darmus? I don't think so. And I haven't seen that knock, either. Knock, but... and... she's in Knock Knock, um, and she's okay. dating Ben Affleck. Oh, she's Cuban. Did J Lo also date Ben Affleck? Is that why you brought that up? Yeah. Ah. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> uh, actually, un- I was actually unintended. That was actually unintended. So it was just I the... Mark Anthony as the captain. <laughs> Oh God! No, he's he can be Mateo. 
Yeah, that's the captain. The ca- oh, right. <laughs> it's so easy to forget Already Mateo was the captain. <laughs> He's the chefe. Um, I Well, honestly, I just cast Jordi Mola as the captain because that's who, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that because it's got a J and a double L, so I'm sure it's like pronounced 19 different ways in different Spanish types. Um, who who plays John Voight? See, that, that's where I'm at, because I feel like today we would cast just like an actual like Paraguayan or Argentinian actor to be that, or maybe like a right. Javier, like you maybe get like Javier Bardem. Like Javier, Javier Bardem. Or Javier like, um, uh, why can't I remember? Guy from Narcos. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, or like Pedro Pascal. But the thing is, yeah. I think, no, in the spirit of the movie, you need to go with, like, the whitest actor possible doing the bad accent. Like, it's just, that's the role. That's the so role. So here's, here's two I want to toss out, just because I, I had to look up. Um, I think Michael Caine would be a really fun, like, the British host. Okay, yeah. He'd be, like, you know, a little bit older, but I think you could really play that up. And seeing him, like, actually take the swing with the golf club could be really fun. And then... <laughs> Uh, Andy Circus yeah. would be a really fun John Voight role. Oh. Just thinking about how how he was in um, yes. when he's played like a muscular bad guy, he's been delightful. He is, and he can be totally terrifying. Okay, you know, uh, he, I would like he that. Would be really fun. You know who I throw out there? Billy Bob Thornton. Okay, because hmm. I feel like I'm there's really there's something that's bad. such like country boy about John Voight that's so that makes it because like you know especially Midnight Cowboy and the fact that he's like a super hardcore conservative um there's something about him that makes like just says so like just like good old boy to me and then that's what makes the character so much funnier to me so <laughs> all right in that same sense i think billy bob thornton would be like the, the parallel to that i i feel like i i feel like i got it here benicio del toro i feel like that oh, checks a really lot of too. the boxes he'd be perfect for it i just finished escape at danabora it's just like any chance benicio del toro gets to just be weird as hell he takes it yeah he's delightful in sicario too yeah. as he's like someone who knows Jedi. more than he lets like on he's, he's just great in everything all the time in different ways each time I, I, I call me crazy guys i think i might be just stepping out of the line here i think it's safe to say he's uh, he's just it's a great actor <laughs> i think i think if he's great i think, maybe, I think if, maybe so I think if we just describe I mean, him as being great and everything, it might just mean that he's a good, great actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Benicio of the Bull for John Voight role. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to our recommendations and send this puppy home. Yeah, if you liked Anaconda, Upriver. What else, what else would you like? Well, Deep Blue Sea, as I stated earlier, fucking delightful movie. Uh, it's a great Jurassic Park knockoff but with uh, cancer-curing sharks instead of dinosaurs. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, I don't remember much else about it, but just like the pure joy that I remember upon seeing it. And I uh, came to that one really late. And you want to talk about a movie with a lot of ADR in it. The entire warehouse that they filmed Deep Blue Sea in had a cricket infestation, and basically every single line of that movie is looped. Oof. It, it shows. Um, I know you're not actually recommending Piranaconda, neither am I. I do want to quickly say I did a movie with Michael Madsen, and he told me that Piranaconda is the most fun he's ever had working on a film. Well, that's nice. To Interesting. Hear. Uh, I think, yeah, I would not have assumed. That. I think we I mentioned mean, this was before Hateful Eight, which I assume wasn't that much fun to film. <laughs> but, but uh, yes. 
I think we I think we already mentioned it earlier, but Eight Legged Freaks I think is also in the conversation with this. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, delightful, very fun. I would also throw out uh, not quite as much horror or like, bot- but Evolution. You guys remember that one? I had a feeling you were going to go there next. Yeah. yeah, that's also a very fun movie. I'd also, I'll throw out two other animal ones. Uh, Congo, I think doesn't hold up as I don't know. I, that'd be a good one to just like. Does it still hold up? But I remember Congo being really great. Uh, I, feel a, I feel a little slighted by your misuse of the the name of the podcast, but you know we'll let it go. Oh, sorry. Is it still good? <laughs> and a podcast. I've I've the never Anna seen Con- Congo. <laughs> um, and then it's not a good movie. This is not a good movie. Um, and I've only seen like half of it, but it was really ridiculous. And just watch the trailer for it. It's called Shakma. That is S. Oh shit! Yes. Yeah, Shakma. Shakma. Okay. I just it's. A very very dumb movie about like a, a monkey that I think he's got rabies or he's a, a demon. It's a horror movie about a baboon, right? Yeah, it's they're it's basically they're just like hanging out in a building, and this fucking monkey is just fucking going wild and just keeps murdering them. Yeah, tearing off people's faces and shit. But like, watch the trailer because the thing is, it's every like thirty, like it's like a. Two, like, it's like a minute and a half of the trailer but like every like 10 seconds it's just like Shakma like it's just a, just a guy saying Shakma or just a guy yes, say, I have not just, seen the movie but I 100% recommend the trailer yeah it's just it's just it's yeah it's just whoever was yeah. editing or something just going Shakma so so Seamus's recommendation is the trailer for Shakma yes I've got second um, I've got two uh, one of which I know Gavin hates but if you want movies about just shit going wrong in the jungle Kong Skull Island is just a giant budget B monster movie, and I think it's fantastic. I really liked that. Yeah, I think I'm lukewarm on it. Yeah, lukewarm. That's that's fine. Uh, and then the other one is a movie that just kind of got uh, pushed over that came out on Netflix last March called Triple Frontier, uh, starring the uh, the boyfriends of the Anaconda reboot Anadarmas. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a lot of great people in this movie. It's from the director of All Is Lost, uh, and uh, just, just it's pretty great all around. Um, and no one talks about it, but it's about taking out like a cartel boss and robbing him in South America Wait, and having to cross the entire continent. That's the one with like Affleck and uh, Pascal. Oh yeah, it's right? got Charlie Hunnam and Garrett Hudlin- Headlands and oh yeah, Pedro Pascal's in it think, and Oscar it, Isaac. Oscar Isaac, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah what's it's, it called it's again? Great. Triple Frontier. Okay. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. That was a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Well, before we actually wrap this up, there's one little bit more of information that I wanted to give, which was that this movie was actually, it didn't win any Oscars, but it was up for six Razzies. Okay. What was, <laughs> I don't agree with that. It was up for six Razzies, but got kind of swept mostly by the Postman. Oh, okay. That's right. The Postman sucked. <laughs> the postman's real bad. Um, um, who was up for yeah. what? I just want to know. Like, I want to know. Uh, I want to know what part I need to disagree with the Razzie Awards here. Well, I, I mean, think we're all going to uh, disagree with everyone's take on Anaconda because this is a movie that has a forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes and I think a four point eight on IMDb. Well, that's because okay, everyone yeah. was sleeping on Anaconda. Well, then I, I re up my Shockmo recommendation because that's a, got a five, <laughs> that's got a five on a IMDb. Apparently, oh, it's better than Anaconda. <laughs> Well, so okay, just Doubtful. to just to throw it out there, it was up for worst picture against Batman and Robin, which is one of my favorite movies, which I disagree with it being a worst picture. We'll do an uh, Speed Two. <laughs> um, it's on a boat, and 
yeah it was also up for worst actor against val kilmer wait shaquille o'neal and Steel. ice cube for john uh, for john voight oh john voight. okay oh that is i shameful. mean it's shameful but also that makes sense yeah no i can't i can't get too bad at that <laughs> can't really be bad at that one um let's see worst supporting actor uh john voight was up for different movies but not not for this one Arnold Schwarzenegger was up for worst supporting actor. It was a good year actor. for John Boyd. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I know it was up for more. It's up for worst director, worst screenplay. Um, dead air, dead air. How much do and you think it. this movie costs? I don't know. Don't look it up. Shan- we'll guess. This is a 1999 monster i'll give you a hint that the cgi for the anaconda well the cgi for the anaconda cost a hundred thousand dollars per second i'm gonna say 75 million uh so you it's it's in between your two answers it is 45 million okay i was gonna also say i feel like all of the money went to john voight and the anaconda i mean (laughs) as it should be yeah where else are you gonna give that buddy ice cube owen wilson <laughs> yeah i guess this is pre his, his turn and are we there yet so he the, wasn't the bankable the star star that power of eric stoltz yeah well, I mean, I how, how because... far into ice cube's film career was this like this had to be one of his first roles right <laughs> uh well no i mean it's after friday it's out after boys in the hood like he's he's established but he's like he's never ice cube's never an actor He's always Ice Cube, and I don't even mean that as an admonishment of his skills. Oh, see, I, I fully believe Ice Cube. I fully believe Ice Cube will win an Oscar one day. Oh man! But that's it will cool. just be. I, I can totally see that happening. It will be that's just playing producer. Ice Cube. Yeah. Yeah, he probably does already have one as a producer that we just don't know about yet. Well, we when he wins it in a couple of years for Final Friday or whatever. Um, yeah, no, the, the IMBD trivia is mostly just like lofty aspirations of people who are considered for the roles <laughs> so much as like they tried to get Jack Nicholson for Paul Rose. They're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's happening. Oh man, that would have been good. Oh, there's so many, like they're all. They also great. tried to get Jean Renault, which would have been pretty fun. Jean Renault, Renault would have just made sense. That would have been so good. It like, I love what John Boyd's doing in this. I think it would have been a better movie with Jean Renault. I feel like yeah. it just would have been and, and it, still fun. It wouldn't have been as fun. It wouldn't have been as fun. John Voight made it so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. Gillian Anderson uh, would have been the production manager. I say would have been because everything just says was considered for and almost nothing says was auditioned or was in talks. So it's just like a wish list of. Uh, yeah, Harrison, Harrison. Sean Connery and Tommy Lee Jones turned down the role of Paul Cerrone. <laughs> Oh, Will man. Smith was considered for the role of Danny Rich. Will Smith was not going to be in this movie in 1999. Yeah. Man. There he goes through. I would, Ray uh, Romano was considered for the role of Stephen Gale. There's a lot of ways this movie would be, and I'm, I am excited to see how a reboot shakes out, and hopefully it's not... Uh, hopefully we can get Ray I mean, Romano I even think of Anaconda as a cash grab, because like I said, there's not a lot of cultural cachet behind the property. <laughs> So, like, give it to someone who wants to do something cool with it. Maybe it'll happen. I mean, I I, I think it will. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I well, personally don't have anything left to say about Anaconda. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you so much for being with us, Seamus. And uh, 
for introducing me to Anaconda because I hadn't seen it. <laughs> and for but, reminding me it exists. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm here to do a ser- I'm here to do a service, reconnect people with uh, hidden hidden gems of the the industry of the, of the films. Well, I would consider you an essential service during this time of quarantine. Yeah, I got I got a running list of uh, really dumb movies that you should probably check out. Uh, well, do you have anything to, to plug? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, wait, what are you up to these days? Any projects you're working on? Well, I'm uh, I'm unemployed. I uh, don't leave my house under strict, you know, being told not to. Because uh, right, mm-hmm. of laws. Because of laws. Uh, but uh, occasionally, I do. Uh, I do a lot. Of, I do some Twitch streaming with uh, uh, the Super Trash Brothers. That it's, uh, it's Super Trash Brothers. Uh, so the twitch.com slash Super Trash Brothers. Trashed as in like drunk. We we come up with uh, drinking rules for games and things like that. Um, once bars are reopened and stuff, we run regular live events out in Brooklyn. Um, so you can follow us, Super Trash Brothers, on Twitter. Twitch, uh, Instagram, all that. You can follow me on anything on uh, at Seamus Calder. Uh, I, I just tweet a lot about um, what's going on in my playthroughs of Persona, <laughs> and yeah, that's about all I got right now. Can you quickly, since you've got experience with this, can you come up with a drinking game for Anaconda? Um, I would say I really like the dr- drink. Anytime they have to go into the water, um, you have to waterfall. Yeah, you have to waterfall while it's regurgitating uh john boyd <laughs> sure just the entirety of that uh anytime, i would say a waterfall anytime there's a waterfall water well seeing as there's like a good like 10 minute chunk of the movie that's just framed yep. around a waterfall that's that's death that's death yeah, we try not to have different, see, we, we might have different that's goals unhealthy. see when we come up with the drinking rules first of all we call them the jaw rules but when we come up with the drinking jaw rules uh <laughs> we try not to come up with any that would kill someone uh also i would say drink anytime ice cube says bitch because i think uh, you get like you know a handful of those I would drink take every a time every John time. Voight stares lustily at J Lo. <laughs> well, you would want to. It's yeah. Uh, I would take a sip every time uh, Ice Cube has an eighty-yard line off screen. Very good. Yeah, yeah that's like, a good I one. can't make that a drink. Like you just gotta have a sip at that point. I say I would say take a drink every time Mateo is mentioned, and then you waterfall for his death scene. <laughs> All right. Um, I definitely don't have anything to plug because I'm basically just doing this until there's work in my industry again. <laughs> Same, but where where can you find information about this podcast if you stumbled here by accident or are listening through your neighbors like thin walls? Uh, well, allegedly and theoretically, uh, you can go to stillgoodpod.com and uh, currently there is an actual Instagram for at stillgoodpod. Did I miss anything? You can email us at stillgoodpod at gmail.com. Supposedly, I don't. I have not set up that email, but you know, <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> Might work out. If you got the domain, um, then it's probably available. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, you can follow me at Gavin V Murray uh, on Gmail or Twitter. And Sage, do you want to plug a personal one, or you just want to leave that narrative mystery? I mean, as I always say, if you want to find me, you can. My name is Sage. I'm from Alaska. That's basically all the information you need to do some form of identity theft. <laughs> Sounds good. It's not. All right. (laughs) Thank you all for joining us, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. right. The Green Ant.